0: into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, the podcast for listeners that want to get over the obstacles to getting their ideas out into the world. And if 2022 is the year you say, I'm finally going to launch this thing, this book, this TV show, this record, this app, well, you're going to get a lot of encouragement and a lot of insight and practical knowledge and experience from today's guest. I'm just so happy to have Mark. Saluk with me. Mark, welcome to
1: the program. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Mark is the president, the founder, the CEO of a terrific flight sharing service. You heard me right. Not ride sharing, flight sharing. It's called Fluber. Mark, this is a really exciting time, isn't it?
1: I think so. I think we're finally bringing a breath of fresh air into the aerial market. Quite a few companies have done it in the terrestrial market. And we said, hey, what the heck? Let's make it a reality for the air. And so, uh, hence Fluber.
0: Yes. Well, the aviation uh, market, as it were, the industry, but just the, the flight experience hasn't been all it was cracked up to be in the last couple of years. And I think maybe your company is, I'll say, moving into that, you know, capitalizing on some of the frustrations we frequent flyers have.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm one of those frustrated, frequent flyers, quite frankly. And uh, I, I used to travel often in the New York area to D.C. and Boston. And for an 11 o'clock morning meeting, I'd have to wake up at five in the morning, get myself to the airport for an eight o'clock flight. And just getting through that process was was just aggravating. And, and you're thinking to yourself, here I am, you know, a three hour or four hour drive away and a and a 45-minute flight, and I'm I'm spending all day at the airport. Something's wrong here. And so, you know, we found that with that problem, we identified the problem in the marketplace, and we're, we're attacking it with the solution that we think is going to bring a breath of fresh air into the industry.
0: Well, and so many people have said, boy, if I could fly private aviation, yeah, that'd be an awesome alternative. But, of course, it was out of reach for most of us.
1: Well, if you think about it, private aviation historically has been associated with the upper echelon in the marketplace. And and again, similarly with the with the black car service, before some of these ride sharing companies came out, who were black cars associated with? I mean, you saw them lined up. I'm giving you another example here in New York because it was very popular. The park avenues of the world and the wall streets and you know, all these fancy executives. I mean, they were catering to the upper echelon in the marketplace. And I build a parallel to what's happening in the aviation industry because, again, what do you associate private jets with? You know, with with who they cater to. I mean, how how you know you associate it with the upper echelon, with the uh, with the absolutely. wealthy, the executive, the sea level guys. And so, you know, we want to make that a reality for everyone. And so, we made it easy to use by developing uh, an app that can that's free to use actually and without any memberships and annual fees. And we're making it a reality. And so. You know, but we we have a very specific marketplace that we're going after. The void is really in the regional marketplace, because if you look at the industry itself, going from New York to Florida or California to to Jersey, I mean, those routes are the airlines are doing a good job at facilitating those routes where it becomes an issue is for these regional markets and how these especially after the pandemic. Uh, with the pandemic, these airlines, they're eliminating 90% of those regional routes. A, they don't want to fly Big Ten there. Mm-hmm. B, consumers don't want to go through a, a whole day of a headache to get, you know, to deal with a, a two hour or hour or two meeting they have to, they have to be at. So, we, you know, we're directly attacking that void in the marketplace. We're saying, hey, folks want to fly private today. They don't want to pay a lot of money and they want to be able to do it on demand through an easy to use app. And so that is the product. That is the breath of fresh air that we're bringing into the industry. And I think that so far, the reception has been phenomenal. And so well, we're and taking- I
0: wondered how big that market was. And then I read an article you, you recently wrote that said there were over 300,000 of these private flights just in October of 2021. That, that's a bigger market than maybe I expected.
1: Well, look, everyone wants to fly private today. You know, you know, every time you turn on the news and you open a newspaper, you read about someone getting into a fight with, you know, a flight attendant or or at an airport with an agent. And, you know, it's becoming clear that, you know, something's wrong and something needs to change. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to change the marketplace. We're going to make it fun to fly again. And imagine getting to an airport 10 minutes before your flight, boarding an aircraft and getting to your destination really within an hour, you know, not having to spend four hours, which, quite frankly, should take an hour to, you know, an hour of your day. And so that, you know, that's something that I think is getting a phenomenal reception in the marketplace. And we're going to capitalize on we're going to keep growing with it.
0: Well, you're about to reach a major milestone. You've been working in this regional area. You had your first app-based booking back in the fourth quarter of 2021. But what's now ahead in the first quarter of 2022 for you?
1: Well, we're, we're obviously we want to take this model and and expand it uh, not only nationwide but we want to expand it globally. I mean, we think this is a solution not just for you know for the U.S. market but really for any market across the world. I mean, who, who doesn't want to fly private and who doesn't want to make things simple as it relates to, um, to travel? You know, other terrestrial companies have done a phenomenal job um, in marketplaces around the world, and we want to follow that suit and make, make similar changes.
0: Well, I definitely want to get into your own creative process, but first to understand the product itself. How does Fluber work?
1: Well, essentially, you know, we we want to make the experience as easy to use um, and easy to book as possible. So, essentially, you download the app, you identify your origination and destination, choose either a round trip or a one way, brings up the flights, select the dates and times, and within a minute and a half, you're booked. That really is all. That that's all about it. <laughs>
0: It's so good. So good. That
1: was that essentially that was the concept that we had. We wanted you to book, we want the consumer to be able to book a flight within a minute and a half. You know, when you go through different websites, you use different apps, it's really convoluted, very complicated, and all these different fees. We make it really straightforward. And I invite folks, you know, listening to the show to you know, just download the app to try and just get the, the feel of of what we're saying and how, how we're changing things.
0: Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to check it out. And you mentioned this sort of limo aura, you know, that ride sharing used to have. And I will never forget the first time I clicked on a button and this black limo pulled up, you know, after I hit the button and I thought I was in born identity. You know, I thought, <laughs> how did this person know where I was? And it was so good. And so I can't <laughs> wait to hit a button and walk up to a, a private plane and, uh, yeah. and head out. It's going to be. Exciting. Well, we're, we're
1: making that, we're making that a reality. You know, in the past folks would never have imagined getting into a black car, a private, they can get that simple. And today I think it's become almost like a, you know, it's, it's uh, it's a given mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you know, it's become the standard of, of terrestrial travel. You know, yes. I'm going to book this company or that company. I might, on my app, and and I'll have a car here in no time. It's really changed the marketplace, and I and I feel that we have something here that's really going to do the same in the aerial uh, market. And uh, you know, we're excited about it, mm-hmm. and we're, we're looking forward to that change, and we're looking to forward for the for the marketplace and uh, consumers to take advantage of this new way of flying.
0: Well, thinking about your own creative approach to this company, certainly there's a. Aura and image of a founder and a CEO of an upstart like yours. But talk about the team process. Talk about the collaborators, the board members, the investors, uh, everybody, uh, the programmers. I mean, everybody that really contributed to this. How meaningful was that teamwork to your success?
1: Well, for starters, it starts with me, myself, and I. Yes. Right. And I know those two other guys very well.
0: He had a lot of yeah. conversations with him. <laughs> we have.
1: <laughs> and I tell you, I uh, you know, it's one thing to have a passion for something. It's another thing to really create a business out of it, especially a business that is sexy in the marketplace, that has legs, that can actually uh, change a business, change a marketplace, change an environment. You know, I spent about 20 years in the technology industry. I was fortunate enough to sell my company, it had a nice exit. You know, wanted to really get into the aviation as an aviator. It was my passion. But then I needed to figure out all right how to take that passion and turn it into a business and turn it into something that has legs. And that's where your creativity comes out. That's where the experience and the skill set comes out and how you identify voids in the marketplace. How do you take the challenges that are presented to you? And let me tell you, it was no small task to get that done. And I identified, it took me about six months to identify the void, to identify the, um, all the ingredients, if you will, to get, you know, put them together and and, and make them work and and a nice recipe to get a, you know, a tasty dish out there. And so, you know, it was, it was challenging. I I won't deny that it was really challenging. In fact, I had several people that told me I was crazy for doing it, Mm -hmm. but I believed in it and I believed in the vision. I believed in the changes that it could bring to the marketplace And when you take on those challenges head on and you don't let anything get in your way, the results uh, could be tremendous. And I was fortunate enough to have taken those risks on my own to start, build a team, including some of the folks that were with me in the past. First two years, first year was about building that proof of concept. Second year was about building revenue. Third year was about putting those two together, putting it out in the marketplace and getting someone to bite. And so when you look at that methodically and you're able to achieve each one of your objectives and hit a check mark as a success check mark, then you're able to turn around and say, hey, three years later, look at where I am. And, you know, we're fortunate enough in year three to put a plan together, uh, show that proof of concept and get someone to bite on the vision. And they actually did. And here we are on our second round of financing. And the trajectory is exciting.
0: Well, and the excitement comes through. It really exudes from you, Mark. And and I will say, though, that, uh, you know, what you're describing as a creative process, uh, so many people go through as creatives. You know, the book is not the same book maybe they started. You know, the record, the restaurant isn't the same concept they started with. You, You made some shifts and some changes along the way, it sounds like.
1: It's important to be able to pivot. I mean, keep in mind, when I first started, even in my previous business, which I spent 22 years in, when I first started that business, it looked nothing like the business I sold 22 years later, right? And so the same thing here, even though it's in its infancy, three years ago, when I had this vision, you know, yes, you know, I I, I had a passion, I had a vision, but what ultimately it turned out into was a direct result of me understanding the marketplace, me understanding the needs in the marketplace, and how to put these different of vehicles together to get me to that marketplace and get people you know believing in that that change in the marketplace and so absolutely and you have to be able to shift you have to be dynamic enough to be able to say okay this isn't working and this is not going to be able to scale and if you're not able to scale you're not going to be able to achieve your success and so the experience from my past you know enables me to look at things Really, almost like you're, you're, you're five or 10 steps ahead of the game, right? And saying, all right, well, I know I have something here, but how's it going to look if I really want to get to what my objectives are with this? And so, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to um, A, surround myself with the right people, B, execute, and C, um, you know, just continue on the path of being able to, to pivot and, uh, you know, run with the success.
0: I'm glad you used that word execute, because I was also going to pick up on, yes, there are naysayers, but there are also people that are like, hey, come on, let's go. It's ready. It's ready. It's ready. When did you know, you know, you have to make the decision. It's good enough, or it's time to launch and we'll do a 2.0 later, (laughs) you know, when did you have the confidence to hit the go button?
1: When people actually paid me, right? That's a good good way to know. (laughs) So what? when you' when you're actually putting a product out there, a you have to be able to buy that product if you believe in that product you have to be able to know that there's a need for that product. But what really defines that moment is when you take that product and putting out put it put it out in the marketplace and people bite people want to fly people are asking for it you know when the first in, in our in our prototype um, period which was in 2019 we have we had over 3,000 people that signed up on our website. Uh, just through some organic social media posts and things like that. And we, we, we were able to gather about 3,000 signups that were interested in the service. So not only were people booking it just as a test bed, but they were also in, really interested. And so that was really, um, that was the moment, I think, that I, I turned around and said, hey, we, we have something here.
0: Yeah, you let the market tell you.
1: Absolutely. And that that's that's the way it's driven. And as I said, it's one thing to have a passion for something. It's another thing to have the marketplace bite. You know, I can love to fly all I want. That's great. And I'll be able to get on a plane and fly that aircraft. But I mean, how how do I make money with this? And how, how do I get, you know, how do I get this to a place where people will understand this this new era, if you will, in the, in in this, in this particular marketplace being aviation.
0: Mm-hmm. And as you're starting now to expand and build, what resources are and maybe connections are you looking to create? What else do you want to build? What do you need to tack on to your operations now?
1: Well, it's important that we, you know, now that we have, it's a much different company now, you know, we have um, structure within the organization. It's important for us to be able to scale the company, to scale the operation. Um, again, it's one thing to be able to have to start something and fund something on your own, but now you need to scale. And it looks really different on that side. And you have to be able to understand, you know, people and how people affect the growth of a company, how people affect the uh, scale of a company and systems, how systems play into affecting that growth. And look, I've seen it, you know, this is almost, this is not my first rodeo. I've seen these things in my, in my, you know, in, over my career and, If they're not done right, if they're not executed properly, they can really hold you back. And so, you know, part of the challenge here here is having the right people in place. And luckily, you know, for this company today, we have a tremendous pedigree behind the company that allows us to understand what we need to do to get to where we want to be. So everyone's holding hands. Everyone understands the vision. And yes, we may pivot one way or another and and dynamically roll with, you know, with, with some changes. But uh, we're all holding hands. We all understand where it needs to be. And from top down, you know, we're we're, we're holding hands and and working together for that uh, common objective.
0: Mm -hmm. And as you look out over that bridge to where you want to be, you know, I've often had other entrepreneurs tell me that, you know, it's not the same process and people to get you to the next stage as it was to build it to where you are today. Do, Do you see those kinds of, you know, sort of expansion or shifts or you know not just in processes, but also in the team itself
1: I think it's it's like it's like and you know it's it's what i said it's it you have to be able to be dynamic and be able to pivot. you have to be able to adapt if you're not going to be able to adapt, you won't be able to to scale properly and so you have to be able to roll with some changes. you have to be able to bring on new people and delegate and 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 take on. Uh, suggestions, listen to people, listen to what they have to say. It's not all about what I believe, you know, I believe in something, that's great. But you know, I have a team of a whole team out there that has, you know, they have their own opinions, quite frankly, some of those opinions can be more valuable than we can ever think. And so we, we have to welcome that we have to be able to run with that. And It's important, you know. Oftentimes, what was the biggest question folks asked in the past, especially in the business world? What's your exit strategy? Right? Yes, Yes. Well, that looks different. It looks different. You have to be able to adapt with that as well. You know. Ultimately, yes, we want to be able to to build a solid company with solid revenues and solid returns and excitement. I mean, you know, but you have companies like you know, some of the largest streaming companies out there that haven't made money in years and years Mm -hmm. and years, but they're changing the marketplace with the type of subscribers they're bringing on. So it's really adapting to how the market welcomes this product. And I think that's an important variable, especially these days with, with, you know, how um, social media interacts with folks and, and, you know, things of that nature. So, you know, we're thinking outside of the box. I'm a big believer in guerrilla marketing. So we're, we're thinking outside of the box and how to educate the marketplace with what we're doing and how to, uh, you know, again, make people excited about flying again. It's, it's, it's all about the customer experience and customer satisfaction and customer service. Always been a believer in that. Still Absolutely.
0: Am. Well, and I think you're exploiting a gap, you know, in the sort of global aviation industry, customer service frustrations of flyers. What have you been doing in Fluber? to sort of ensure a better customer service experience, not just the flight itself, but the entire customer service experience.
1: Well, you have to be able to listen to what the consumer is looking for, right? And you have to be able to be that customer yourself to understand what that customer is looking for. That changes as well. You'll have a consumer download the app and you'll always have someone that'll come back and say, look, you know, this doesn't make sense or that doesn't work well. You take all these things and really take them into consideration as opposed to, you know, making them checkbox on spreadsheets that will ultimately be done one day. So mm-hmm. we're actually making a point to listen and make those changes and show the consumers that we're, we're listening to them. And that, I think that makes a big difference.
0: Yeah, and you used a great word a minute ago, dynamic. It's like you've got to be that responsive and you've got the advantage right now of being the smaller, nimble player.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, technology plays a big factor in that. Where can you book a flight within a minute and a half out there, a regional flight on the flight within a minute and a half? A lot of folks say they're going to do it. They can do it. Maybe they might do it, but it doesn't exist. And so we want to make it a reality. And uh, I think that's that, that will be our differentiator in the marketplace.
0: That's fantastic. Well, listeners, my guest has been Mark Saluk. He's the CEO, founder, and president of Fluber the flight sharing service. Can't wait to download the app and look forward to our first flight. And and congratulations on uh, expanding, going national, and looking forward to going global. How how can folks find you and connect with you and follow the work of the company?
1: Uh, Well, they can visit our website at uh, fluber.com, download the app at Fluber, and follow us on social media at Fluber. And uh, look, we're excited about this marketplace. We're building a new marketplace. And I think uh, that's the message that should resonate with folks. And uh, looking forward to hearing from your audience.
0: Yeah, well, let's provide Mark some feedback. And it's always fun. I I always wanna say, you know, one day we'll look back and say, on this episode of Unlocking Your World of Creativity, Mark Saluk was on. Remember that day when Fluber was just kind of in its infancy? Uh, We can say we were there. Moi? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. And we'll be so humble
1: when we <laughs> <laughs> That's very Well, happy. I'll still be the same Mark and I'll still uh, always welcome to, to connect and and speak with
0: everyone. There you go. Well, listeners, come back again for our next episode. We've had so much fun talking with Mark Salute and I know you'll want to follow us on our global journeys. We checked our passport today in uh, New York. We're going to be taking some regional flights, but we'll also take some global flights and we'll be following Fluber's journey, but we'll also be following our own creative path as we learn from other creative practitioners. We'll learn what gets them inspired, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. And that's what we're all about. So until next time, I'm Mark Stinson, and we've been Unlocking Your World of Creativity. See you next time. Unlocking Your World of Creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media. Creators of IntelliQ Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love.
1: We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for
0: a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.